On this episode of Misfits on Maine, we talk about the world's most magical celebration. A brand new mid-break that lives up to its name. And we go flowers and food while on death row. All, All that and more, more coming up. up. Welcome to the Island of Misfit twice. Hello and welcome to the 39th visit to the Island of the Misfit Toys. I'm CJ. I'm Isla. Hi. I'm the Mackie Mouse. There to be what different, a Mackie, every day, man. What a hater. Always there to be different. <laughs> hate is gonna hate. I'm at the hate, end. Hate, I can do what I want because I'm at the end. <laughs> Stop it. Right then and there. Hey, guys. Uh, after a week off, it's good to see you both. Uh, Mackie, I, I actually have seen you in person uh, more recently than a recording, That's but true. good to see you both back in our normal spots after a week off uh, celebrating some friends, working, whatever our excuses were, uh, us misfits. We needed a little bit of time off. Thank you to the Mafia for giving it to us. But hey, we're back. We're back. We're back. A dinosaur story. That is my secret <gasps> joke I make all the time. <laughs> that movie is... Oh my God. I am really happy that you knew what that reference was because most times when I make that joke, people just look at me like I'm, I'm the weirdest one in the room. But no, I, that is like a well. That's a very New York City movie. So yeah, totally, it's weird. It, it was. I don't know why I knew. My parents. Never mind. It was a really good movie though, and nobody's it's a great ever seen movie. it. Great. Along the lines of the like rock a doodle, like Don Bluth era type stuff. That yeah, was, like, not was Disney, weird. not Universal, not you know. It's kind of the like all dogs, dogs go, go to heaven. heaven. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We are the same uh, Well, don't worry. Person. You both are going to be the weirdest people in the room. So, um, it's okay. Oh, my God. You've never seen We're Back? <laughs> We're Back's a great movie. Uh, I really don't think so. No, I'll, I'll have to. I really will. I mean, I... I, I can't I say really I'm surprised. So. And, like, Stream I'm not it. surprised because it's super obscure. Like, it's not it a lot really of people obscure, yeah. It's just something I happened to have in my house when I was a kid. So, I just, you know... <laughs> I watched it all the time when I was, like, yeah. six or something. So, I just have it in my, you know, in my brain. Yeah, maybe. Um, what do you, do you guys know when it came out too? Because I'm wondering, maybe it's like a generational thing too. Maybe I'm just a little bit on the other, was, like the north I'll side. I was super I'm really surprised. Isla knew what this was. Yeah, like this is an oh, older okay, so, movie. This was just one of the ones well, that was maybe on VHS the that my parents guy. probably Yeah, my parents probably like picked it up at a yard sale for fifty cents on VHS, yeah. and it was just sitting in my house. 1993. Here's the fun game yeah, we get to play born. here. I was 11 years old. <laughs> I, I wasn't even born. <laughs> One, two, three. Say how old you were. I was were. eleven. I wasn't born. <laughs> I was negative four. My parents just got married. <laughs> I was a twinkle uh, in my mom's eye. Maybe. <laughs> I did. I did forget that uh, we're back. Is actually I always forget this random obscure fact. Uh, we're back. A dinosaur story is a Steven Spielberg film. Oh. Well, it's a Steven Spielberg produced film. It wasn't directed by him. It was produced. The by creepy him. circus theme does line up with this, so mm, I yeah. will. All right. yeah. CJ, check it out. You would actually like it because it's very cool early '90s style cartoon movie. Yeah, it's like it's I mean, like know, a Lamb of like Time was a comedy. <laughs> and yeah, <in> modern day. <laughs> okay, okay. And I wonder if this is one of those things. Like, if I see the box, I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. Maybe. I also, that. maybe. Yeah. 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 
But I make that joke a lot. Every every time someone says we're back, which as you can imagine is often, I always reach into the candy bag for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, speaking of reaching into the uh, the bag, uh, we took the week off. You all took the week off, so there's nothing in the mailbag this week. We cleared it all out before we uh, before we took our time off. So, all of you uh, out there listening right now, if you got a topic you want to bring here to the podcast, give a call. Phone number is down in the uh, in the show notes for this episode. Give us some voicemails to uh, to interact with you all in the Misfit Mafia next week. But for now, some hot topics. Adding to the ever-changing sightline of Epcot, the harmonious central icon barge is now in location in the middle of the World Showcase Lagoon. Featuring a large circular structure and articulating arms, this new addition is permanent and certainly gives a new look to the lagoon. No opening date is announced for this highly anticipated new show, but many believe it will be ready for the WDW 50th anniversary uh, more on the anniversary and this topic uh, later in the episode, but I'm curious what the two of you think. Have you guys had a chance to see the photos? Uh, what are your thoughts on on as we're seeing more and more of this barge put together? What do you ha- what do you have to say? I like it. Uh, I have to say it's a set piece, so I don't care. <laughs> I'd like to see the show. I don't care about metal floating in the water. I just oh, don't. I think it like looks nice. I I mean, I think I think it looks like I'm like it it reminds me that I will be excited for a show to come at nighttime. You know what I mean? Like it's like it reminds me of entertainment, but like the actual thing is ju- like it's no different than like the globe was kind of dingy, but at least the globe was like a set piece, right? And so these are mm-hmm. these are not decorative necessarily. They're very they're functional, right? You know, and they're big like that because they need to be for the show. They didn't really have like a reason other than a practical one. So the fact that this many people are talking about it is kind of over my head because I'm just like, yeah, they're preparing for a show. It would be like people being like, hey, what do you guys think of that stage they put up? It's like super flat and it's big and why? I'm like, why are we talking about this? Who cares? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I like well, it. Don't for worry. Why uh, everyone I'm going to have it. a lot to say. Yeah, it's a common thing. I like it because I it. like it for why everyone hates it. I like that it's off centered. I like things off centered like that. Like, I think it. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. See, I did. And I was like, oh, I kind of like how it looks right there. And then I saw that everybody else was like, this is a catastrophe. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, uh, I put up a. I put up a um, a poll for our, our Misfit Mafia over on Instagram. Uh, and I'm gonna get into this topic in my mid-break. I'm gonna introduce a, a brand new segment to the mid-break this week. And uh, and you're gonna hear my a little bit more of my thoughts of this. So I'm, no spoilers right now, uh, but I have a lot to say. A lot to say, surprise, lots to say. Uh, and uh, let's move on to a, a positive topic that I know everybody's gonna be really excited about. Walt Disney World has announced their plans for the 50th anniversary celebration, and while I am sure this party will look quite different from the one they had originally planned, it still looks like a lot of fun is on the horizon starting October 1st of this year. Details for the 18-month-long event titled The World's Most Magical Celebration were announced recently on ABC's Good Morning America. Cut all of those eight... Disney keeping it under the Disney umbrella, you know? The like, Good Morning America exclusive, we can yeah. On ABC. Like The Bachelor does every Good Morning America <laughs> Tuesday. They're like, oh, first look. 
<laughs> yeah, got to do everything they can to keep it under that Disney umbrella. But yeah, they, they announced uh, a lot of stuff on Good Morning America, and they include uh, the magical nighttime transformations that occur for each park icon. Cinderella Castle will sparkle with pixie dust, adding a magical golden glow to the Magic Kingdom. The Tree of Life will feature dancing fireflies who bring the magic of nature to the park. Over in Hollywood Studios, the Tower of Terror will be a, the Tower of <laughs> the Tower of Terror will be adorned with a theme hearkening to the golden age of imagination. And to wrap things up, Epcot is going to see a permanent new feature on Spaceship Earth that will include new lights that shine off of the icon's reflective panels. And these uh, these reflections will resemble a starry night sky. On top of these new changes to the icons, the iconic duo of Mickey and Minnie will see some changes themselves with two new outfits to mark the celebration and a special occasion. While I'm certain that there will be more treats, cavalcades, and such to come for the world's most magical celebration, this is a good little intro, and obviously we will keep you posted here on the podcast as more details emerge, but at least, hey look, all four parks, we can guarantee right now, all four parks are going to see something. I'm glad we they're talking that. about it. So, exciting news. It felt like a really big elephant yeah. in the room for a while because we didn't know. We still don't really know where everything's going with the whole COVID situation. But it was kind of just like, 50th is coming up. But, uh, right. you know, yeah. And now it's like, we're having a 50th anniversary and it's 18 months long. So everybody's going to get to enjoy it. Yeah. Which I think is really awesome. I like that they made it a super long event. Um, just like they kind of did with Mickey's. Um, big 90th birthday and just like they did with Disneyland 60th I really like that it's just like a super long party and I know people love exclusive things and like I want to be there for you know the actual day but I love that everyone will get to experience it that's within their budget you know during the slow season during whatever season their family normally goes and when they feel comfortable traveling again so I like it I'm pumped yeah and that's what we talked about here on the podcast. We really hoped that they would not just make this for the fall or for 2020, that they would do something to say, hey, not only is this a celebration worth lasting a long time, but we're also in a unique situation right now in travel. Let's give people a little bit more time. So I think maybe the original plan may have been a year. I'm glad they added those last those other six months to really say, if you're not even comfortable traveling in 2021 or 2022 at all, in the beginning of 2023, you can still experience this. And I think that gives a lot, as you said, a lot of people hope that regardless of their budget or where they are in safety right now, eventually they will get to celebrate this occasion. And I think that's huge. Why purple? That was my question. Is that like, um, is there like, is that the color for 50th like anniversaries? Like I don't. I don't follow wedding anniversary things, you know, like, oh, you give paper for the vanilla. <laughs> like, it's very purple. Yeah. Yeah, they, I really I mean, don't I, know. Um, I know that they, when they release their stuff from D23, they just keep expanding the guide from that, like, glittery. Remember when they released, like, the castle with the fifth, like, the, yeah. the icon? It was, like, last summer or whatever. I just um, saw and it and I was like, expanding. that is so much purple that it seems like yeah. it's on purpose. Like the birthday outfits were that cute rainbow confetti. Mm -hmm. I do like the birthday yeah, outfits more than I like I, the 50th outfits for Mickey and Minnie, but whatever. They're still I cool. do too. They're they're fun. Although the Mai Sai costumes are slightly problematic, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like I understand what they're trying to go for. It's just a little weird in the in a in a post Me Too world. 
for like I don't know, girls' outfits felt a little cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. For value-wise. But, but I understand they were trying to do this, like, bicentennial 50s fun kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it came off a little uh, gender-appropriating. 50s <laughs> the gold. 50s yeah. the gold. I had I, I Googled it so that we so that we would all know here. 50s there the gold. So purple, really. Weird. Purple really is is out there. I don't. This is probably I, yeah, I not even a thing, I, and I'm making it a thing for absolutely no reason. But it just seems so purple. Like the diamond celebration, yeah. you know, sixty diamond. Right. Like right. gold would have been perfect. I feel so weird. <laughs> Maybe that's why we got some of the gold accent on the castle, and they didn't know. want to make all gold, so they just wanted to accent it. I, I don't know either, but um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see as more details come out. I'm really excited about cavalcades. You know that they're going to do some treats. You know there's going to be more. So I'm just glad that right now they're like, hey, here's the tea. We're putting the ball on it. We're getting you hyped. Um, but more is going to come out over the next few months for sure. Yeah, and, and uh, park availability really for Magic about. Kingdom, that actual 50th day, has been unavailable for um, like two months now. So I'm super glad it's 18 months long. So I'm going to actually get to enjoy it at some point. Just not yeah, that same. day. Yeah. And honestly, I don't want to be that person there that day. I'm, Me neither. I'm, I'm that sounds right miserable. Now, I wouldn't want to be that person that day. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find it's other fun ways of, of partaking. Yeah. I was working in the parks uh, at Magic Kingdom specifically during the 45th anniversary. <laughs> and it was very much like, hey, 45, is that cool? Go get some pins. And then everyone just kind of left. It was really like <laughs> like uneventful. <laughs> and obviously the 50 is going to be much bigger than that. But even that, all of us were like, so I was working nights because I was working event parties. So we were all doing Boo to You at the time. And on October 1st, we had come off of our night shift and we were like, I don't want to be here during the day and <laughs> the next day. And we came in that <laughs> night and all of the day crew were like, it looked like they had been through some stuff. <laughs> it was intense. <laughs> they saw <laughs> seen some stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot. I also think it's just going to be so hyped because everybody needs something to celebrate right now. So like, yeah, they're going to be like, you know what? Walt Disney World is we're they're having a birthday, so we're gonna celebrate their birthday. <laughs> and for everybody out there listening right now who's playing anniversary color tic tac toe or bingo, whichever your card choice was, uh sixth anniversary is purple. Because that's the breaking stuff so there is one? on the podcast. There is actually it's the sixth anniversary for purple. Because again, I'm one of those kind of people that once Isla brought it up, I was like, is it an anniversary? Because if not, if it is, I have to know. I have to know. So now all of you get to know also, sixth anniversary is purple. Woohoo! Aren't This is your sixth year, right? Yeah, so purple. Good thing I'm a Ravens fan, I guess. There we go. Misfits, we need to talk. The next time you leave your house, you forget your mask, and then you're running back in to grab it, make sure you're grabbing your Misfit On Main mask. Wait, what? You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. Or did your baby just ruin the fifth outfit you put them in today? Before 11 a.m.? Throw them in a Misfit onesie. You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. What about your water bottle, laptop, phone? Are they all looking a little bit bare? Slap a Misfit sticker on them. I think you're getting it now. Misfitsonmain.com. 
We have all of the above, plus our OG shirts and hats, locked and loaded on the site right now, waiting to be snatched off the shelves. Run. Misfitsonmain.com. All right, Misfit Mafia. Wait no more. Wait no more. I tease it. You know me. I like to like to bring some new things to the show every once in a while. And here's a brand new segment called Rant or Rave. You can pick something in the park and decide whether you're all about it, whether you're going to rant about it or rave about it. And uh, Harmonious Barges, I teased at the beginning of the show. And uh, unfortunately for this one, Isla and I are going to disagree a little. Uh, I got a rant. Um let it out. I I appreciate what I appreciate what both <laughs> of my co-hosts said. Mackie, you know, making the valid point about a stage. Um, the stage in front of the castle in Magic Kingdom does not affect my sightline of the majority of the park. These are barges that affect sightlines of the majority of this park. And while I understood they needed to put in the, the quote, what they call the show building for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you all know it as that big blue building and everyone was so angry that they painted it blue to try matching the sky. Uh, this, is, this is that on steroids. Uh, you cannot look across the World Showcase Lagoon in big chunks of it and see the countries across or photograph the, the countries across like you used to be able to. Um, I'm... I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic. I hope this show is great. I hope they. I know they have ideas of of putting lights and and uh, fountains on these things so they look less like an eyesore during the day. I'm just right now. It's all rant. Uh, they've got a lot to do to convince me that these things are not going to be an eyesore. Um, seeing them in person is just wild. Like it's wild when you look across World Showcase Lagoon and you're like, oh, it's really just a big black circle. Okay, um, so there's my rant, um, and and I was really interested in seeing how everybody in the Misfit Mafia kind of uh, kind of went on this one. I I put up a poll, uh, and literally right now live going to the results so that I'm like very accurate on the results. But the thing that really surprised me wasn't just the results of the voting; it was that the people who were against it were so against it that I was getting messages about it. And even though Be it came in twenty two Twitter, <laughs> oh, I'm sure um, it was twenty votes that said that they could deal to thirty five votes that were saying that it was way too much for them. Um, now, mind you, this is this poll it will stay up for like probably another eighteen hours. So if things change, I'll let you know. Uh, but just as of today, um, it, it was it was. 13 different um, of people who said they really just, it's too much for them. And of those, I'd say about five messaged directly about how frustrated they were. So I feel y'all, I'm with you. That's my rant this week. I hope it turns into a rave. I really do. I'm I'm all about being proven wrong about this one. So maybe in um, maybe in nine months, I'm, I'm talking rave about how awesome Harmonious is. But right now, whew, it's it's a tough sight line. So there you go. Just hope y'all like that. rant or rave. And I uh, let me know what you what you all think. It just occurred to me that there used to be a time where like stuff was in development and people just walked by it. They're like, oh, something's coming. That's cool. We'll wait until we see what find out what it is. And that was it. Like there were just walls and you're like, oh, I guess something's being constructed behind those. 
And it wasn't like a, the words they used in the poster are affecting my guest experience and I'm so angry at all. Like, I feel like the, the just cultural norm of being angry now, and I think COVID has super ramped that up of just like, I'm frustrated, so I'm going to be frustrated at everything for all these reasons that I can enumerate. I'm like, let's just not. How about we don't do that? I think <laughs> everyone just... is just so frustrated with Epcot because it's literally just been one giant construction zone for so long. So now this is just another thing where they're like, can we just like put it out when it's done? That counts as a park do, ticket like, and doesn't open till 11. Yeah, that's ridiculous as well. That, yeah. But like, I that's, think it's like yeah, the whole, okay, I think there's that. a lot of things like let's add COVID to it and then this on top of it. So like, I get it. But I'm also, I'm one of those people that's just like, I'm going to wait until it's completely done and then I'm going to make yeah, an opinion on too. it. Same. And CJ's I mean, doing the same thing, know. but right now he's just like, yo, this shit's ugly. And that's, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I get that. It's just, it's, it's frustrating that we can't have new things without this just wave of mutiny and and a crowd pitchforks. Before uh, I don't it's think that's fair at all. Every single time. At all. I don't think that's fair at all. I think there's a lot of change that they can make all the time, and people are perfectly fine with it. This is changing the sightline of an entire theme park that people are going to have problems with. And if Disney made that change, thinking that everybody was just going to fall in line and look across World Showcase Lagoon at a totally different sight picture that they have seen for over 40 of what like oh yeah over going on 40 years i think that was a rash decision on disney's behalf people liked a lot of things like i've heard a lot of people speak very highly of the monoliths coming in i think change is good and well received when it's done in a different way this to me was a a massive leap and all of a sudden we have barges that are moved into moved in and moved out every day and a wide open sight line and to now you cannot shoot a photo across 80% of World Showcase Lagoon without these things in your way. Hmm. That's that's to me a crazy leap. And I think, yes, I think people were going to be upset about that, no matter what. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think like, you know, the, the paint job on the castle, divisive, that kind of stuff, yes. I agree with you, Mackie, 100%. Because that's a big change to like an iconic thing. I think there's plenty of stuff that happens all the time that people are happy with. Um, I know most photographers and most people I've talked to love the new entryway in Epcot. I'm one of them. I love everything up to Spaceship Earth. Once I get past Spaceship Earth, I'm like, wait a second, what is happening here? Um, so I just think that park has a long way to go. And to open, to open at 11 and charge people for a full park day is just... It's just there's just so much that, that park has to do. It's quickly plummeted to my least my least favorite park. Yeah, Epcot, bring back Club um, Cool, so, you losers. It's just not yeah, br- done though. <laughs> you can't. Have, well, you, I, they I, announced like some of the coolest stuff that we've ever seen. Everybody walks into that welcome center and they're like, "This is so amazing. This is so great." Well, yeah, you can't have that unless we have a construction zone time where we have time to build it because these parks are open 365 days, and unfortunately, we can't kick you out of the park for six months while we build the things that we promised you would be cool. So, like, I am all for one for like, but even new studios did cool it in steps. But like, it's you still have to to do like you you have to zone it off you have to do it and if they if they combine it all into one construction thing or split it up into stuff people are still just upset that something changed what they found normal which is a natural reaction of course but like there's i don't i very rarely hear the argument of people who are just like 
maybe this will be worth it when it's finished and we can deal for the next like two months while it's under construction and then it will be cool for years especially something that's as as much of a permanent installation as like the full build out of that whole area behind uh behind epcot ball it's hideous right now because it's under construction you need to break the ground so that we can build something better and like you know, you don't just crush it overnight and it just pops up. And then, the, and that's the thing is that Disney people are used to like, we went to sleep when we came in and Halloween is everywhere. It's like magic. Like, well, yeah, the, the bigger construction projects are not like that. They, they can't be done overnight. So I, you have to, it's the people who like want long hair and then they have to deal with the middle growth. That's really ugly. And it's going to make them hideous outside. Like, well, if you want this, you're going to have to deal with the middle part for a second. And then when it's done, it'll be worth it because like the, and I don't know if it's going to be worth it because we're not there yet, but I, I personally reserve judgment until like, if the harmonious show sucks, like completely bombs. Then I would I would then go back and go, well, if you're going to do this stuff and you're going to annoy us with this sightline issue, at least make it good. And then the conversation becomes about like the quality of what we've built here and what we have sacrificed for, for what we gain. Right now, we have no idea what we gain because we're not giving them a chance to just like get it done and show us before the day that thing went out, Twitter exploded. Like, like they were lighting the parks on fire. This is awful. This is so horrible. My park experience is ruined forever now. Like, give it a second. <laughs> like a second i know you might have questions but you're not saying mm, i don't know how i feel about this you're saying i hate this disney makes awful decisions all the time i'm like why is it so extreme like we don't even know anything about this show yet we haven't seen any like we've seen tests outside the park but we haven't seen anything they haven't announced anything they just promised, you know what like, i know though be cool trust me I know that those massive barges what? are going to be out there all day, every day. And right now, and that's what I'm saying, right now, where I stand on what I do know about this show, it pisses me off. And I'm allowed to yeah, be pissed so off. Yeah, so CJ. I paid money to walk into that park. Mackie's rant right now. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> killing me. But Mackie's rant right now is at the Twitter, the Diz Twitter. And I know you don't see it because you don't care about the Diz Twitter. But yeah, they I really don't. I couldn't are care like at all. <laughs> canceling their annual passes because of this barge. Okay. Like, <laughs> like they're like, I will never. Well, so and I don't think that's the, the extreme. Way. Th no, yeah, and that's not the extreme that you're going for. You're just like, this looks bad, and like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a fair. That's a totally fair opinion because I get that. I like the look of it, and but I think I can the see other side of that. Sorry, go ahead. I want you to finish. Um, yeah. Like, I get that opinion, but Mackie's popping off about Dis Twitter right now. He's literally projecting this Dis Twitter discourse into this right now because well, it's not just they Dis literally it's, were it's, like, well, it's the Dis Twitter people types no, that are I like. Mean, you're, you're right. I'm totally projecting the stuff that I saw on there. <laughs> but but what that what that shows me is it's not really only them being negative about it it's that no one ever stands because i've always find myself in a room being the only person who stands up for like progress the subject nobody ever considers what you have to sacrifice and what you have to do for the sake of the next level of something Not nobody ever job. talks about that well that yeah that's and that's another problem is that i'm a super biased because i've spent literally my entire no. life focused on like the progress <laughs> yeah and, like and you're the tech get... side of it so you're like yeah. you need to see where we go before you like, judge just... so let me put it in perspective i'm the side who has to sell it sell somebody on epcot right now tell somebody they should go experience a day at epcot and spend the amount of money that they're going to spend because that's my job 
So that's the, I mean, that's that's the those are the glasses studios. I have to look it through. That Studios was a half day park. I work at Disney World and I can't get into Studios but stu- now. <laughs> but but then but then park hopping was a much different story. You're now telling people that they're gonna have to, they can't get in there till eleven. They can't leave till two. So wait, what, does all of Epcot what's, what's not Epcot open right till eleven now? now? Yeah. You don't even can't you can't even get into Epcot till eleven o'clock. Wow. So I, that's what, what I'm saying. At, at Disney, I think <laughs> like they know the problem. At least with studios at that time, you went in the studios and had an awful first two hours of your day. You could leave by by ten o'clock and be in a new park for the rest of the day. Epcot, yeah. you can't even get in till eleven, and then all of a sudden at two o'clock, you're like, "Well, I've had a horrible time." And Animal Kingdom's only open for three more hours. Yeah. But to be fair, that's not an operational choice. That's a COVID problem. That's not. Oh, like I agree, the, but it's a it's a problem that I think it's not something they wanted to do. It's exasperating the issue that people have right now, and that then they're stuck, and people don't want to feel stuck. And so I think it's all it, it's is a culmination of a lot of issues Disney's got to deal with. And I, I they can't not go. They can't just all of a sudden say, well, we're not going to finish the construction. Right. It just we, we talked about this when COVID started. This was the worst possible timing for this type of a thing to happen for Walt Disney World with all the construction projects they had going on with everything happening. All the literally all the juggling balls they had up in the air and then COVID happened. Yeah. Like it's just bad timing all around. So and everybody's just antsy because of COVID. Yeah. Rant or rave really worked because we all had some rant in that one. So uh, yeah, rant or rave. Um, that's my new segment. Fair. Took up a big chunk of our mid break, but hey, uh, I'm excited to see if any of you guys uh, bring a rant or rave for a future episode. I have a new mid break. That's my little jingle for we have a new mid break. Um, my new thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome. My new mid-break is called, I don't know what it's called, but I'm going to put a little bookmark in it for now, and we're going to call it Let's Go Overseas. So I am a um, Asian Disney Park hoe for merch over there. Um, Whenever I do get over to the Asian Disney Parks, I will probably pack an empty suitcase for everything that I want to take home, and I'm always following those random Instagram accounts that sell Tokyo Disney merch and I found one that is actually the same price that I would pay over there and then you just pay shipping Mm. which isn't even that much I think it was like 10 bucks which is pretty reasonable from coming from Japan to America and I got it came in the mail over the weekend this um it's their like version of flower and garden so like their springtime cherry blossom it's Pooh Bear and it's like a plush crossbody bag and it's Pooh's face and the keychain is a little piglet and they're like this like light pink color and I cannot wait to wear him to Flower and Garden. It's going to be so cute. Nice. And it was um, like 28 Chinese dollars yen um, and yen, that think, equates yeah. to like 35 US dollars. So not bad not for bad. a cute little bag that will fit all of not my essentials. Bad. It'll fit my... You know, my AP card, it'll fit my license and chapstick, and I'm good to go. That's all I need, and my sunglasses. Living in a house uh, with not only a woman, but someone who also, like, acquires things for so- from social media and for social media in, in forms of, like, bags and clothes and all that stuff, I, uh, I get to experience firsthand how much a good bag makes a woman happy. Yeah, like, this bag is so it. flipping cute. 
And I, I totally get it. It just completed the entire thought that I had in my head for what I want to wear. So right. shout out to um, this one's actually not from Tokyo. It's from Shanghai. But shout out to Cherry Blossom Collection because I got my little That's cool. beer. Let's go overseas. Let's like go it. overseas. Name up to be determined. TBD. Yeah. <laughs> I think let's go overseas is kind of has a nice ring to it. Yeah, but for now. It's, it's like let's go fly a kite. Yeah. Which is Disney. So, you know. Just start punching the misfit passport. You know what I'm saying? Just make these stop yeah, exactly. all around. Tell us where all the good, all the good merch is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've said many times. Over some of the overseas park have far and away the best merch. It is the best not even merch. sometimes; it's all the time. They, they have blow the us out of, of the things. water. <laughs> they have better attractions yeah. too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and better guests. I, uh, I'm not a Duffy. <laughs> I'm not like a Duffy and Friends kind of fan. Oh, um, we at all. know how Very, I feel uh, about that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we I do. love them. Um, but even even aside from that, they've had a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, Isla, thanks for bringing a brand new uh, mid-break. Um, uh, we both had something new this week, so excited to see these these new mid-breaks grow over the next uh, the next few episodes. Uh, now into our main topic of the show. You guys saw the title. It's one of the most popular things we have done, for sure. It's Death Row Disney Meals, and uh, this time, Flower and Garden Festival, you know... Isla and my absolute hands down favorite festival. I've known this for years. Mackie, I believe it's I believe it's yours too, right? I don't know that I've ever put an official pin in my favorite because I'm not I again with this is a very tourist festival, and I do not mean that in any kind of disrespectful way. I just mean it's it's very much geared to the vacationer and like just popping in and doing one random food thing and maybe going to the festival, like one festival once and then another one like four times, honestly, and it's really embarrassing every time it happens to me, I get them confused a lot, like all of them. <laughs> I only know that holidays is like during Christmas time with all three of the other ones, I constantly think that there's food in one that was in another one because I don't remember which one I went to, especially since Flower and Garden and, uh, I was going to say since so the, close together. Yeah, I don't think that's weird. I think a lot of people get a lot of stuff mixed up all the time from the festivals just because some Flower and Garden food and wine. I don't know why those sound the same to me, but every time they I'm do, like, oh, my God, uh, at Flower and Garden. And somebody's like, that wasn't at Flower and Garden. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. now they're okay. all taste of. Yeah. Now they taste all of, start right. taste. Taste of. What are we tasting? Because the they're the same the international. Like, no one's saying all that. The, oh, and international the, the best taste part of. was we heard it today. <laughs> no. We were in the park and we heard a cast member actually use the entire. Oh, yeah. It's Well, the festival, yes, it's Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. The 28th annual. Like... <laughs> And food I presented was like, by. How is this gonna? <laughs> Siemens. Yeah, presented by Dannon. <laughs> by Dannon. By uh, what is it? The the, the cheese, Belvita cheese. Um, I, I yes. Yeah, so to answer your question, I don't know that I've ever actually like picked. Well, CJ and I are flower favorite. and garden hoes. We would die for. We stand. Flower. I and feel like yeah, I feel like once upon a time it was food and wine. And not even because of wine, just because I remember, I think that because of food and wine was going on when I moved here the first time. And so that was the first one where I was like, I like this, these, you know, XYZ foods like that were at that one. But now I kind of, I don't know. They're all, they all in my brain just feel like one thing, you know? 
I like festival Fair. time. I like festival booth food, but I don't know that there's one that's my favorite. But since I'm in a room, this is I do this with football all the time. Since I'm in a room with with fans, then call me a flower and garden stand so that I fit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just this is one of those things. Isla and I have gr- agreed on this like long in our friendship that. Uh, food and wine, sure, it's got some good food options, but it's also very often overrated. Uh, and I love, you know, jump in if I'm using a word that you don't agree with, but we've often, often considered it overrated of the festivals. Um, it's often way more crowded. And honestly, sometimes the food's fresher and more vibrant, more flavorful. And I love the addition of topiaries. So I just, I kind of all around, it's not that I hate flour or it's not that I hate food and wine. I still would go 100% every chance I could, uh, I just think Flower and Garden is is a better all-around experience uh, and a better time of year. Yeah, so I think that's yeah, the perfect sure. word. Flower and Garden is an all-around experience when I think food and wine is a better term for, like, it's a festival. And I know they're both festivals. Yeah. But I, like, the topiaries, the butterfly garden, the way yeah. that they present the food, it's beautiful, it tastes good, it's fresh. Food and wine is just too hot yep. for me. They have the heaviest, hottest. It literally food feels options, like you're stuck in And it's yeah. 108 degrees outside. So like, I yeah. sorry, but I don't want the braised beef with mashed potatoes right now. I would rather <laughs> yeah. drink Dasani, and that is lake water. So no, thank you. I feel yeah. Like you literally feel like they have like a food about, bag uh, on you, and you're oh. That's my biggest issue with food and wine arts, is that, that it's, it's like heavy and the hot. Experience of the arts. Yeah, and. I, I think Festival of the Arts has come a long way over the last couple of years that it's been a thing. Um, I think the first year it was just making the food look nice and it tasted like cardboard. Yeah. And now at least they yep. have like some pretty decent food options. <laughs> Plus the mural. That's the other problem too is as as the fe- well yeah as the festival changes from year to year and like especially one that Festival of the Arts is so new. I, c- I could never remember which one is which. So, like, that first impression I had from Festival of the Arts, Festival of the Arts always rubs me the wrong way because I'm like, this doesn't, like, I don't care about uh, deconstructed meals. Yeah. <laughs> I just want something that tastes, you know what I mean? So, and yeah, this food, year, yeah, actually, Flower oh, Garden is crazy because it started today, March 3rd, and it's going until July. Yeah, they had to extend everything out, which that I is, like. I like it, but at the same time, it's like, that's a long time to keep something going consistently which we all know festival food is never consistent so that's true and i feel like it's going to drastically change once the weather drastically changes too because right now it's really temperate it's like legit fall here right now it's just pretty much standard for march where it's like just cool enough where it's in the 60s and 70s and it's not really that humid as soon as that humidity kicks in all of that food is different like it's harder to prepare it doesn't last like the source food it's harder to refrigerate there's more people and then your eating experience yeah the, the the people being around you so close and if you're physically hotter i feel like the food experience it doesn't taste different but the experience no i'm telling you you, it does food and wine food tastes different because it's 110 degrees i if you're like Mm -hmm. sweaty and like there's certain foods i don't want in my mouth if i'm like just uncomfortable from being just wet all day like ugh. well i hope you're hungry after that raving review (laughs) yeah yeah i um i think one thing i know we had talked about keeping up with the consistency of it and i don't mention either one of these booths in in my uh upcoming um death row disney meal but they have two booths that are going to (laughs) rotate that are going to rotate this year one was a like a farm to table style booth that's going to have a rotating menu and the other one's the festival uh, the festival favorites which we know will occasionally rotate over i think that is a 
hugely important idea when you're running a festival this long and the idea is fresh you know, seasonal things. Well, we're, we're covering a couple seasons in this festival now. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so th there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple different things that will change. And maybe that's an idea that over time um, they look at doing. Maybe, you know, we've talked about this, at uh, I, I believe, on the podcast. It takes time and energy to close down and open these things. At some point, yeah. it makes you wonder if, does it just make more sense for them to leave them open year round and just rotate the menu? Just say, hey, this day, it's it's the end of uh, Festival of the Arts, and tomorrow starts the brand new menu of of Flower and Garden. I mean, that's pretty because much Because at what some they point, shutting Festival it all down and opening this. it. Yeah, there was only closed. I mean, being here, we, we didn't have a festival for, I think it was uh, 10 days total. <laughs> uh, festival of the Arts ended last Monday. The Flower and Garden ended, uh, started today. So ten, it was like 10 days total that it was closed. So I, at some point you wonder, why close it at all? Why not just just think, rotate things over um, just like they're planning on doing at these couple booths? So without any further ado, let's talk some food, everybody. Uh, as we always do, breakfast, lunch, dinner. If you have it, you can throw a snack in there also. What would your last breakfast, lunch, and dinner be if you were a misfit on death row? In an obvious, very made-up scenario, everyone. Don't at us. Um, breakfast first. Anybody have a breakfast item that like jumped off the menu at them? Yes. Beer flight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I say it aloud? <laughs> I guess uh, all the maple stuff at Canada is the closest that uh, even remotely pretends to be breakfast. Oh, this see, straight up I'm going... I'm going with the flavorful kitchen. Um, I'm definitely going to be having that cookie butter, worms, and dirt for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Judge me, I do not care. Um, yeah, I, like I uh, key lime tart. That's nice and sweet. <laughs> that tart every single year. That tart is uh, one of my favorite things. I just I know we've talked about it before, so I was going to leave that uh, at at home. Just because I love that thing. I could eat that thing <laughs> any day of the week. I'm so serious. He's proposing to this chart. He loves it. Yeah, it's weird how much I love it. Um, we could see so you're not picking the, the cheesecake because that's your favorite thing. So no joke. It's This is a tough festival because there are a few things here, especially sweets, okay, but uh, that I have are some of my you favorites. for how many years now? And I have and to listen to you talk cheesecake. about the cheesecake multiple times a year. I do like year. that cheesecake a lot. Cheesecake is really great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is. That cheesecake is arguably the top three thing I've ever had at any festival. We are uh, speaking about spoiler the alert. Honey Bistro, um, local wildflower honey, marzipone cheesecake with orange blossom honey, whipped cream, whipped honey, crystallized honey, honeycomb, dehydrated honey. Oh, my God. There's lots mm -hmm. going on with honey here. But that's what we're talking about. CJ's probably one of his top three favorite flower and garden every menu items. single festival Easily. i'm like oh do they have that cheesecake thing because i can't ever remember which one it goes to <laughs> well it's the Literally honey honey time. honey honey cheesecake yeah apparently it was flower and garden the whole time maybe this is my favorite festival and i've just been low-key like forgetting that it was that this I'm wishing is it? every other festival was this one yeah because <laughs> apparently i keep requesting the stuff that was in here thinking that it belonged to some other one yeah i um spoiler alert I, I I tried really hard. I know the idea of death row, 
would be like pick the things that are my favorite, right? Um, You're trying but I also new. didn't want to be it so transparent. Yeah, I didn't want it to be so transparent that y'all that I would sit here and you all would say, "Well, this is a, CJ's definitely gonna do this, this, and this," because we've listened we've listened to him do this enough. No, I wanted it to be really different. So um, this is still right up my alley: fried cinnamon roll bites with cream cheese frosting and candied bacon from the Sunshine Griddle, and I'm getting that with the side of Fruit Loop milkshake. And I'll also have their cold brew cocktail. Oh. Uh, all of those things sound delicious to me. I get my I get my cereal, I get my cinnamon rolls, I get my coffee, uh, in like grown up version. Uh, so yeah, the little fried cinnamon roll bites with you can dip them in a cream cheese frosting, uh, candied bacon uh, on top of it. Uh, yeah, they just they sound awesome. They look awesome. I, I didn't get to try them today, but I uh, may hopefully get to before before I leave. If not, uh, April, I will see you, you fried cinnamon roll bites. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, they sounded, I'm coming for you. Look, deep fried cinnamon roll. You had me. Hello. like mm. I would also Cream like to frosting. try for breakfast that honey peach freeze. That sounds mm. good. And to be fair, at yeah, that same that's place, also from Honey Beast, right? And uh, tomatoes also <laughs> yeah. sound like something I would totally eat for breakfast. Mm -hmm. So, and there's your healthy option. If you want to go out like in a healthy way, have some avocado toast. If y'all know me, that bomb. avocado that toast gonna does sound super good. Though I was looking at that and I was like, "Ooh, I'm adding that to my list because it's sound like my real life list, not my death row list." <laughs> <laughs> so, have we all rounded out our breakfast? Are you guys having anything I think to so. drink? Breakfast, breakfast is my least favorite meal of the day, so I don't like freak out about breakfast i really like breakfast i don't i skip it often but yeah i, I do really too like spanish house I do. I do too. <laughs> we're big on breakfast spanish i actually house, was so. like <laughs> i was really good like in my in my progression of the day because like as isla hinted to there's a lot of sweets on this menu that i really love but i tried to kind of like actually plan out some meals for for like people who would want to get something to eat mm. and that kind of progressed into my lunch uh, where i did a pizza margarita flatbread and arancini from the primavera kitchen obviously if you know me uh, there's a cocktail there that i get if i'm waiting in that line my treat for waiting in that line is the Italian margarita. It's one of my favorite drinks on property. We've talked about it here before, so I'm not gonna go into it too much, but it's it's the frozen Disney margarita that you may think you know, but it has limoncello in it, and it makes it mm. so much better than any Disney cocktail you've had. Um, and, and actually, quick aside on Disney cocktails, there is, uh, I, and I wish I could remember the name of it off the top of my head, maybe the two of you can help me, there, I want to say Drink Walla is the name of it. Crossing the bridge from um, Dinoland into Asia in Animal Kingdom. On the right-hand side is that little tiny Coke stand. Uh -huh. They have Coke-related like related stuff everywhere, all over the building. They're one of the few places on property I know of that has this really cool machine for cocktails where, you know, normally when you get a frozen cocktail from Disney, it's either in the pre-made machines that are all like mm -hmm. just a certain, certain amount of liquor or... They pour a little bit in, give you a shot, and then pour a little bit more frozen in. So you end up with frozen out like frozen alcohol, frozen in layers, and you all of a sudden get your one shot in a single dose. Yeah, so this is neither. This is a really cool machine that I've only seen here, and I, I noticed it my last trip, where you can get either Captain Morgan's or Jack Daniels directly injected into the frozen mix. So by the push of a button, it adds the shot into the frozen Coke as it's being distributed. So it is truly a frozen, like, 
Jack and Coke or a frozen Captain and Coke. Um, this is like the Italian version of that in margarita form. It isn't the big pre-mix thing, but it's really good. Every 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 sip of it, you give the uh, the limoncello. So, you that know, if, if I can have a frozen cocktail, I'm all about it. But yes, yeah, stop it, drink Walla. That. That's my quick aside. Drink Walla. It's the only place I know that does it, but it's it's uh, highly recommended. I've had it twice now. Once with Jack and once with Captain. New new favorite new top favorite drink on property. Isla. I'm going to be basic for lunch and I'm getting a violet lemonade because violet lemonade. <laughs> but I'm also going to try one of those rotating items from Epcot's Farmer's Feast, which is the spring onion soup with crispy shallots and micro chive. And then mm. I'm also going to be bringing back a booth that did not come back. And I'm so mad about it. The Hawaiian booth. Oh, this is the festival that Hawaii's in? I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm making that up. But... No. Yeah. Don't ask me. This clearly, is definitely no the idea. one. <laughs> the Hawaii booth has had this like amazing like pork bun that had. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my god. I totally remember. It that. was so good. I don't even remember what was on it, but I'm pretty sure it was like pork and then it was like mango or so. It was like fruit. Yes, it was and some it kind was of, that like, yummy Hawaiian bun, like the rolls that mm -hmm. everybody likes. Hawaiian potato rolls. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my lunch. That's great. Breaking the rules and bringing back. I'm resurrecting one from the dead since they, for some reason, did not bring back the Hawaiian booth. I know I just said that five seconds ago, but I'm saying it again because that's ridiculous. We love time yeah. travel on this show. <laughs> if I can bring back uh, the dinosaurs, I can bring back a pork roll. That's true. Uh, so I, I feel like the brisket pull like pulled pork and brisket is my jam the one and with it's the all pickle <laughs> i think so yeah uh because that's kind of that's that's just a thing that i get all the time especially like it's burnt it's not just brief biscuit it's burnt ends um and it's pork belly slider and those are like two of my favorite things i don't yep. know how i feel about the garlic sausage but but there's but yeah, a pickle but housemate pickle hold on <laughs> uh and i also I feel I am not okay. We've had a whole episode thing. There's a whole big production about duck confit. Last time we talked about it on the show, and I'm not bougie enough to need duck in my life for this. I am curious in real life to try it, but I don't really have super high hopes for like it being something that I wouldn't necessarily super crave. Um, and I'm not really all about the beef tenderloin anymore because R.I.P. Five years ago because it's just not the same anymore. Because so. you're an old man now, so. But the the one thing that I'm really excited about to have in my mouth hole is street corn. And I know that's not, that's like a side for dinner, right? So, I, But I just feel like if I was making a meal. You can I'd have it for lunch. That, that can be a nice side. Yeah. For like you know? your lunch barbecue death end. And like, I feel like that would go really well with brisket. Yeah, like I agree. Ends, you know? I mean, it was, I was other, so like, excited. Things, those are my main ones. I was so pumped for that corn today. I was so ex I was so excited for it, and they wrapped seven eighths of that corn in foil, so like the very mm. tip of it got the like the char of the grill and got the butter, yeah, and then the rest of it was steamed corn. And I was like, "That's my issue what? with that item because it would be so yeah. good if they gave it to it's, you like on the side or something." It depends on who makes or it, or what like they do out the <laughs> Disneyland. Who makes it. Like, it's on a stick, like. 
they do it on a stick out there, so the whole piece, the whole corn, they just the whole don't like it. ear of corn is grilled. <laughs> you get like it's one just, bite. Yeah. How you make street corn? Like that's like that's how you're supposed to make street corn. Like you don't. Yes. You know, Instead, this is mostly wrapped in foil and thrown on an it's open weird. plate. It's it weird. just it. It really did not char like I I Mackie I'm totally with you man I love street corn and like I had I was so excited for this on paper and when they handed it to me we were like well and so this is one of those things hopefully they learn and hopefully they hear enough about it and hopefully by you know a couple weeks into the festival we're seeing them adapt normally this they do do this like they'll they'll listen to what people say for the first week or two and sometimes you see them adapt and do things differently so uh maybe they change up how they do the corn this is what they did Um, with the corn last year and the year before they did it with the corn they always are like let's give it a little dab and everybody's like we aren't (laughs) eating anything except plain corn like please fix this (laughs) (laughs) that's the real passion fruit yeah passion fruit margarita is where i'm going with my cocktail by the way just in case you're curious oh yeah you're not wrong that sounds delicious because that one is really 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 good and like hint of smoke so like I love that that it's I don't even know where that flavor comes from but I love things that are a little bit smoky and is it mezcal obviously street corn I don't know huh I wonder <laughs> if they're using mezcal in it that's that I mean that would be the smoke I but yeah I I I didn't see it I am but... one of those people who like I judged hardcore and I still do occasionally the pre mixed you know, mixes that are sitting there all day long. But Disney oh, yeah, has yeah. some really good ones. Like, I'm not going to knock. Yeah. There's some really good ones, so I can't knock them too hard. It's also um, easier. That one sounds really good. Yeah, oh, it's way easier, way easier. Though we've talked about it before. On, I know here, um, the Amarula uh, Cream Liqueur Coca-Cola at the uh, refreshment outpost, they call it the Brown Elephant. That's worth them making it by hand for you because they'll pour it mm. and then you shake it up and it makes it into almost like a milkshake. And oh, anyway, moving on. Can you tell like I'm really in the mood to go drink at Epcot tonight? <laughs> like, I don't like to do it often, but man, these all sound so good. They just sound all right, tasty. so now uh, I don't even like to drink. And yeah, these drinks everything. sound really good. Like yeah, I would do. go and order right. one right now. And you know I don't either. So yeah, Isla and I are the least drinker, the least the least drinky drinkers, and yet we both are like, let's let's just go. I've let's never had a drink um, in Epcot actually ever. So. Wow. Wow. No, I've never. Wow, friend. Well, I mean, I mean that like, certainly can't be said like about me. Like six times that I went, I was pregnant. So. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> no. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair defense. But fair maybe defense this year, maybe sure. this year is the year that I will <laughs> drink around the world. We'll see. We'll, we'll toast to it. <laughs> We'll yeah, I look. Um, I think you drinking around the world is just you're you're not even making. I don't care where you start. You're not making America. I, was, I wouldn't even make it to one country. I'd literally drink like yeah, three sips and I'd be like, "What's up, friends? I need a water." And, <laughs> and you'd be broke because you'd be. I know it's in like. Debt. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's dinner time. Um, I'm gonna bury the lead because we are gonna have a fun topic when we get to me. Uh, so Isla, why don't you why don't you take uh, take dinner? I'm going out with a bang for dinner, guys. We are gonna start with the spicy hot dog from the Pineapple Promenade. Um, we are going to get the thing that I get every single time I step foot into Epcot during Flower and Garden Festival, which is multiple times. Um, the seared scallops with green beans, buttered potatoes, um, and the brown butter vinaigrette and bacon. It is my favorite. 
so many of them. I wanted that so bad. And I was like, I know Isla's going to put it on her. So I'm just oh not even God, going to. No, I'm getting that. I also want to try um, the bonbon chicken skewer with sesame and peanut sauce from the Lotus House. I saw that. It looked really good. I know a little birdie that had that today and said it was one of the best things that he had. Um, hey. And then I want to try a new me- I want to try a new item. Who am I? I know. Um, I want to eat the shrimp and crab with spicy mayo and cucumber mm. slices and avocado and violet sauce from the Japanese booth. Um, I'm not. I'm not a fruity fan. I had it one time to okay. take a picture of it. I don't do well with sweet rice. I think it's gross. And yeah. then let's finish out the night with another basic drink. I'm gonna get the La Vie and Rose frozen slushy from France, fleur de lis. And then, R.I.P. Pull the plug on me. <laughs> wow that was a that was a journey i'm I felt going it. out yeah inject me it. whatever i'll give you one of these whatever you're, yeah. however you're going do you it convinced me. however i'm going out uh i don't know that i can beat that that was very uh very well put together uh, <laughs> I kind of already did the beef thing for lunch because I feel like the char is a very like l- like grilling to me feels like lunch barbecue. You know what I mean? Even those beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do uh, like in in Japan they also had that pork shank. Uh, it's got truffle mashed potatoes. So I was like, that sounds kind of dinnery. I feel like that would, I feel like pork shank would come right off the bone if they cook it right, you know? And that's that's one that I haven't tried really. So I'm, I would be curious as to whether or not that would be decent. I feel like this is where I would pack some more of the honey stuff during dinner. Like not like even pre-dessert, just like to add a different taste to dinner. Um, not the cheesecake, cause I'm saving that. But the other like random honey stuff just to try them. Uh, and I also thought, that honestly the hot dog either the hot dog or the italian sausage like poutine combo like one of those felt like the right like additional piece for me a little so i didn't pizzazz. really go too crazy yeah just like because I, I was like i was thinking kind of like lobster salad or something or you know and they have like the citrus blossom has another pork belly like a crispy pork belly um and I wasn't sure how that compared to the pork belly that's with the burnt ends, if it's a different preparation or something like that. But that was kind of my general direction for the most part. Respect. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, Mackie. <laughs> You're gonna really enjoy this, but I'm going out on the wings of chicken and duck. That's that, there yeah. we are. I'm I'm, fly, I'm flying fair. on the wings of chicken and duck. Uh, the bonbon chicken skewer from Lotus House. Uh, Isla, you're right. Uh, I was, hey everybody, I was the, she said little birdie. I'm a pretty big bird, probably like an ostrich, <laughs> but like, thanks friend. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm ostrich. the bird who had, who had that, who had that bonbon <laughs> chicken today. Um, peanut and sesame sauce, uh, it comes on top, it comes with a, like a peanut sesame sauce. I'm dead serious. Now, I've had it this year one time. It needs to live to the standard. It better, like if it's the same quality in April, I can officially say probably one of my top five favorite like ever festival food items. Um, I know right now we're not in a time where you can walk and eat with your food with your mask off. Uh, That makes it really crowded at Epcot right now. And Finger Foods at this year's festivals are going to be more important than they've ever been before. Because between socially distancing and how long people have to stand in one place 
to eat and drink their food. Tables that are at a major premium and a food like this that you could, now granted, yes, we had a table, but you could stand off to the side in shade, remove your mask and eat this easily with one hand and the dish and it is phenomenal. It knocks out some of the stuff that you need a fork and knife for. I, I would rather this over the uh, beef tenderloin tips with the mushroom bordelaise sauce, the whipped potatoes, the garden veggies, all that over in Northern Bloom. If, if for nothing else, like flavor-wise, they're both they're both really really delicious. But when it just came down to like what I'm paying for and what I'm getting for and the ease of eating it in this situation. The peanut chicken skewer, the bonbon chicken skewer is easily one of the best things they've ever done at an Epcot festival, if it can keep this level. Uh, so that's easy for me. I also had uh, last year's version of the duck confit the, with the Parisian gnocchi, and it was really good. So I'd add, I I don't remember it being the L'Orange version. Um, I Maybe I was wrong, but um, I would try that again just so I can say I, I'm, I'm going out on chicken and duck. Like that, that pretty much It's a good it. combo. Um, it's a good combo and very solid. Originally, I had on here um, that my my last thing was to be the beignet from Florida Lee. And I was so excited because I was like, man, they're going to do beignets in Disney World. They didn't do beignets in Disney World. They still haven't done beignets in Walt Disney World. <laughs> this was a donut at best. And it, while it was okay, it was still good. It mostly was like a, a Boston cream. I tell people... If you've ever had a, like you're, you have like a little donut shop that does the quote creme brulee donuts where they're like custard filled and then they brulee sugar on top of a of like a yeast donut, that's kind of what this was. Like it's not that it was bad, but to call this a beignet is like a smack in the face of any good beignet. So um, I, I'm taking it off the list. That's how angry I was by it. I was like, I don't even want it on my death row Disney meals. So uh, there you go. That wraps it up for me for dinner. I didn't even have a snack or anything. I'm going to leave on chicken and duck. Wow. Rest in peace. It's pretty, it's pretty solid. Ostrich brother. <laughs> the, the big ostrich. <laughs> Our current charity highlight, Action Against Hunger, is not only Charity Watch's top-rated hunger prevention charity, they also donate an astounding 90% of every dollar directly to charitable programs. In a time where many families are pushed closer to starvation thanks to global conflict, COVID-19, or even extreme weather events, Action Against Hunger is working hard to provide meals, water, and even hygiene and sanitation products to millions worldwide. In 2019 alone, their water, sanitation, and hygiene program named WASH reached 5.6 million people. Now, with nearly 2 billion people still believed to be drinking unsafe water and at least 14 million children suffering severe acute malnutrition, their mission is still very much ahead of them, and you can help. Click the link in our bio to see what you can do to take action against hunger. All right, everybody, it's that time. Let's talk about our feelings. Mickey bars and Molotovs, the good, the bad of the week. Always kicking things off with the bad, ending with the good. 
Uh, I'm I'm short, sweet, to the point. It's my own fault. Sunburn. I think I've probably talked about it here before, but it's even worse now. If you all, I know we're not a visual podcast, but if you follow me on social media, you know I've made the drastic decision in life to go real close shave on my head. Um, and there's something I'm not really used to having to do, and that is um, sun protect my now mostly bald head. So uh, my fault, learning learning things, but wearing my headset right now, I'm like, hey, my, my head feels like it's pretty, pretty warm right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's because it's been reflecting the, the sun all day. I am now literally a reflection dome. If you look at me the wrong way, <laughs> I could potentially blind you. So uh, oh yeah, God. there you go. My Molotov this week is, dude, sunblock your head. A sentence I didn't think I'd be saying till way Yikes. later in life, but here I am. <laughs> Sunblocking my head. You look good though. You got a, like like a cool. Thanks. Yeah, you do pull on. off the, the bald head. It does not look bad. I mean, the Thank sunburn you. sucks, no. but yeah, the sunburn does suck. Um, my 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 Molotov will connect will connect to my Mickey bar. Um, this was a drastic decision for an event uh, last week, and uh, I I was ready to make it. So uh, I've made it. It's still skin tight. Like I still have some hair there. But if you look at me from a distance, I look bald. I, I do. Um, I wanted to see what it looked like to make like the drastic decision and uh, mostly have done it. So um, that is certainly not my Molotov. Um, I'm glad I made the decision to just take control myself of my hair and my head. Um, but <laughs> gotta learn that sun protection because that <laughs> that's literally feels like somebody threw a Molotov on top of my ball. So uh, there you go. All right, Coast, what you got this week? What's burning it down for you? Um, there was actually nothing burning at my house yesterday on the windiest <laughs> day on record. Our furnace just broke. Um, we, it's the worst time. <laughs> we have a space heater that we keep on at night. And then Harper came in around like 3.34 a.m. into our room. And she's a human furnace. So we were like pretty warm, <laughs> cozy. But I kept on waking up because the wind was wild. We are between our house and the neighbor's house. It's just like a literal tunnel where you could just hear this loud wind all night. So I was up and I was like, I'm kind of cold. Am I getting a cold? Like what's going on? So then I got up when my alarm went off and I went to go take a shower and it was ice, like just ice cold. Oh and I was like, God. well, I'm turning that off and I'm not going in there. Ew. So then I woke up and I was like, hey, like we have no hot water. That's super weird. And we come downstairs and you could see our breath. It was like 36 degrees in, on our first floor. And we were like, oh, no, did we run out of oil? Are we those idiots the first month that we live here that we run out of oil? Like, what did we do? <laughs> it was the breaker breaker panel on the furnace broke um and the tech had to come out like two times because it just wasn't fixing so we didn't get heat back until like 7 p.m last night and then it ended up freezing the downstairs bathroom pipe so harper couldn't even take a bath last night because we didn't have heat on so happy to report that we are warm today um our heat is working <laughs> but yeah it was a it was a rough one yesterday real rough yikes Yikes. I'm glad I'm glad you're on the other side of that one because when you texted me that it was like, dude, this is, this is not not a good time for that. We don't <laughs> <laughs> It was super cold. I like every time it's like free this time of year especially, and there's like snowstorms and super windy up there. I'm always like, oh, my northerner friends, I like I, I feel for you guys. Like it it sucks. Like especially people who don't like the cold, like that's just torture. Me and Harper. We yeah, I uh 
I feel for you, fam. I feel for you. I, I was, it's it sometimes a little bit wild doing this, like the back and forth thing, because I do forget when I'm down here, how cold it is back home. Um, and like vice versa, yeah. when I'm back home, I then forget how warm it can be down here. Um, so yeah, it was like totally lost on, on me about, about all of the, it was negative 14 with the wind chill yesterday. Negative 14. God, this is a horrible time. Cause ugh. it's cold. It is cold up there this time of year, regardless of the fact that, um, it's warm. It's warm. So warm down here. I'm getting sunburned. So here we are the two extremes, <laughs> my sunburned head and y'all could see your breath in your house the other day. <laughs> Living on the extremes friend. All right, Mackie, what you got, man? Uh, I, it, at the beginning of COVID and basically most of the year, because and for a really unfortunate reason, you know, a lot of people didn't have jobs to go to, or people who did have jobs were all working from home and the streets were just empty. It was just like iRobot. Like it was just, there was nobody on the road, like four, which usually is a parking lot is just open and free and you can kind of get around again and even going into the parks you kind of do feel you know things that because of the reduced capacity you really did feel like it was slow season all the time i just got way too used to that and i can feel rush hour again and like especially like recently like post christmas it's really starting to pick up again which i suppose it's good that people are out and they're going to do things go stimulate the economy and make money and go shop and do whatever but man do i miss you guys not being in my face all day <laughs> like, <laughs> i just when you guys were home i was having a great time and now you're really cramping my style but i get it i'm glad i'm glad for you and your family but if you're gonna be out here can y'all act right a little bit, please? Because the amount of car accidents now in the last like two weeks that have happened directly in front of Taryn on her way home from school on this same street is absurd. Like, and that's really what comes with. Can that confirm kind of people crowding. are out and about driving a lot now. I... Do, okay, so I have a question about that. Do you actually? Do, could you feel? like a frequency change or oh, like a volume yes when yeah. we first when everything shot down at the end of last march our claim count i was working at about 300 claims open last march and i am now hanging out around 90 to 120 wow and it's creeping back up now you know now that right um things are starting you know things are starting to open back up more people have to go back to work but no it was a very huge drastic change in the auto insurance mm. world because of covid yeah so just generally they all uh, your insurance companies you might not have noticed but every insurance auto insurance company gave you a discount on your premium last year because you were not using your car that much I did see. I did. It was not that, a big yeah. deal. It was like $35 per policy, but everyone got a discount because everybody complained. They were like, well, I'm not using my car, so I don't know why I have to pay for this. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> but every, you know, they all obliged got 10 because cents customer back service. A day, everybody. Yeah. Hope you love it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, more people being on the road. Uh, while I get it's a good reason and I, I, I am wanting things to get back to normal just like everybody else, but that normal of what it was before, I didn't miss and I don't now. <laughs> so I'm kind of like driving is not as great as it was six months ago, but then again, life is a little better. So I guess there's trade-offs. <laughs> What's your good good? All right. Well, I, the good good, um, 
Mowage is what brings us together today. Uh, friends of the podcast, um, Shannon and Bryce, uh, good friends of the podcast, got married uh, this past Friday. Um, my good good this week is getting to celebrate with them. Uh, it, it's a, it was a unique situation for me in that this is a, a friendship where I am I'm equally friends both individuals. I didn't meet <laughs> Shannon because of Bryce or Bryce because of Shannon. I met them as a couple <laughs> pretty early on in their relationship. My friendship grew with both of them simultaneously. No, um, no longer they really are days where like, you have to pick the side of the ceremony you can it's sit crazy, on because it's impossible right? now, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, it's just, it was a weird thing to kind of like, uh, to just sit back and really like think that like, I, I I know them both equally, and they both have been such an impactful part uh, of not just my Disney experience, but my life. Their uncle Shannon, uh, their uncle Sh- and Shannon, Uncle B, uh, to my kid. Um, it just was really cool to to have that moment um, and and be thankful for Disney Instagram and the fact that literally these two people were brought into my life because they put Mickey ears on a baseball hat. And I thought it was a cool idea. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we became friends. Then on Friday, I got to stand next to Bryce, uh, you know, up with Bryce as a groomsman while the two of them got married. It was a very full circle experience that I'm very thankful for because um, it reminded me of a lot of the good in the community. It certainly can be challenging times. Um, but I, I literally, the, not only do I not know the two of you, it's, it's really easy to say the best friends I have in my life right now are people I know because of Disney Instagram. And that's kind of a crazy thing. But to be able to really celebrate that with a couple getting married on Friday was was very surreal. Um, and then really the, the ears of my Mickey bar, um, I have easily shot 2,000 to 5,000 is way underestimating, probably about 5,000 photos of these, of these two. Uh, the most special... 50 photos I've probably ever taken uh, were when me and Mackie and Mackie's buddy Trevor got to be the last three people on the dance floor when the two of them did a last look at the end of their wedding. And I got that to take really those cool. photos. Um, so that's that's the the Mickey bar, you know, ears right there was to just have that experience with with two of my best friends and take the last photos of their wedding. Um, just just us. Just us and, and the camera crew, so uh, that was very special, and I, and I am I'm glad Mackie got to be there um, as yeah, part of it too. It was fun. Uh, it really, it kind of, it was a very cool moment for me to have a lot of uh, my Disney um, Instagram experiences come all together. So there you go, guys. You uh, Shannon B, sitting in your house right now while you're on your honeymoon. You're my Mickey Bar fan. Love you guys. <laughs> that was a fun wedding to shoot. That was a good time. Um. My Mickey bar this week yeah, a is a shout out to one of the misfits, um, Michelle. Uh, her name is like Tink826 on Instagram. She ordered a jacket from PG Jane Co. And I got to yeah, paint an nice. up house for her. And it was one of the most fun designs I've gotten to do. And it made me so happy because up is like so near and dear to my heart. My cake toppers for my wedding were Carl and Ellie's chairs. Um, so I was just so happy doing it and I really hope she likes it, but I'm really proud of it and it was really fun. So thank you, Michelle. And thank you for listening to the Misfits. I'm glad that that's how she found me. It's really cool. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and another little thing, uh, another thing about Michelle, um, 
I I love uh, you all know the community driven person that I am. I love to know that you all reach out and get to know everybody in the community. Misfit to misfit, host to misfit, whatever it may be. Um, and Michelle is one of those people like we all got to know better through the show. And now, spoiler alert, uh, she's going to be staying at the Swan Reserve on opening weekend and offered to do a call-in slash mini-segment for us oh God, to talk fun. about her experience awesome. staying there. So, like, how cool is it that we've just gotten to watch this whole progression thing happen, and now we're actually going to have somebody in the Misfit Mafia staying at the the Swan Reserve who's going to give us literally opening weekend review and, uh, and, and give us a little bit of access to what's going on over at the Swan Reserve. So... Given it's a topic we just talked about last episode with the news, and now we're talking about her today, I think uh, that's a really cool, a cool little uh, two cents there. So I'm glad to know she is supporting a fellow misfit business. Very yeah. exciting. All right, Mackie, uh, take us home, man. Yeah. So the when when I I hardly say I created this segment, but when I pitched this whole ending piece, right? Uh, it was. Loosely based on uh, The Good Place, the podcast, which if you like The Good Place, by the way, definitely go listen to that podcast. It's really, really, really funny where they do a segment at the end of their show um, where uh, Mark Evan Jackson will ask whoever the guest star is what's good at the end and then they have the choice to say whatever thing that they want to uh whether it be some charity that they're interested in or something that's going on in their lives or simply something that they ate the day before or whatever and for me uh very much inspired by my misfit co-hosts isla has got her jacket company with peachy jane and cj just started uh Main Street. Oh my God! I'm saying the name wrong. Hollywood and Maine. I was gonna say Main Street Lightroom. <laughs> Hollywood and Maine. Also, uh, shameless plug. Follow Main Street Lightroom on IG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just plug everything. Um, with Hollywood and Maine in the T-shirt shop, uh, I wanted to also have some kind of side thing that um, I could, I don't know, just you know, have fun with uh, and do just like a random project. Because I'm, <laughs> because I'm a glutton for punishment, and I I need more things to pack up my day full of stuff to do. Uh, what ended up resulting from that was putting my brain to some stuff that happened on the Misfits show, actually with the, with the Discord, where we started talking about Once Upon a Time, uh, which ended up being this really cool discussion where I kept joking around and being like, well, I've wanted to start a TV review podcast for ages, like for literally like five or 10 years. Uh, and Once Upon a Time is one of those shows that would be really good, just like Lost, just like CSI. It's like a really expansive universe. And people started to really react to it positively. So I, for whatever reason, was just like, let me just push this along and see where it goes. Well, fast forward to now, uh, I, I called up Isla and I was like, hey, I have this joke idea that's not really going to work, <laughs> but let's just, let's just do it and for fun and just see if it works. Um, so we recorded a random just watching the show. And then we were like, in my head, I was like, I think I can just put this on the internet and then we could just call it a podcast and not really do anything else. Um, so we accidentally started a podcast <laughs> called Storybrook Circus, uh, a once upon a time podcast. And that my, my Mickey bar is that it's cool and it turned into something interesting and I was fully intending on it just being like a one-off Patreon episode or just something really small or just something that I would just put up as like a one piece and turned into something actually really cool. So, um, 
If you like Once Upon a Time and TV Reviews type podcasts, you can listen to Isla and I be our obnoxious selves and talk about Yeah, Lost not Disney related. TV. Not going yeah. anywhere. It's just like we like to watch bad TV, so now we're going to talk about bad TV. So, it's fun. It's like a just like a some it's like literally watching TV with a friend. Yeah, that's really literally what we do. And uh, I do like watching bad TV with a friend. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Exactly. We both love bad TV. So we watch bad TV together. (laughs) I discovered while doing research for the show that the show is apparently classified as a soap opera in in Disney Plus. And I was like, that makes more sense now. (laughs) Because it's terrible, Uh, but it's great. So, yeah. So if, if that's something that you're interested in. We're now uh, uh, an additional in, in, uh, an additional podcast in the Misfits family. It's Misfits adjacent, while not being directly CJ, Disney related. We could rewatch Jersey Disney Shore life. together, or uh, Outer Banks. Yeah, I I have a feeling Jersey Shore is something I would find more entertaining than Once Upon a Time. You guys know me. I'm not being funny. I think you know me well enough that that's a true statement. That's a true statement. Yeah, no, for sure. But I. <laughs> Also, feel like Jersey Shore would be a hilarious one to do a review on because it sure. is. I mean, has, a lot of it reality, is so yeah. bad compared to what it is like. What TV is now like? It is so inappropriate. Like, <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah do not call. It did not age well. <laughs> if I hear you call a, if I hear you call any female a grenade in a bar, we are having right. words. Like, I don't care just who like, you are. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. You can't get away with that stuff anymore. Um, on Once Upon a Time, they have Little Red Riding Hood. They like slut shame Little Red Riding Hood the entire oh thing, and I'm just like, this would it's not rough. fly now. Like, this is yeah. so wildly inappropriate, and it's just crazy how from like n- what nine years ago how different it is. And Jersey Shore came out around that same time yeah. era too, so it's yeah, just wild. Time, yeah. It was a different time. Actually, one oh, of yeah. the, the things I found out after the fact, it, I, I, I'd like to pretend like I did this on purpose, but uh, this year, this October, will be the 10th anniversary of the first episode of Once Upon a Time. So <laughs> I put in the show description like, oh, we're doing this podcast on the 10th year that it was out. It was totally by accident. But yeah, yeah that's that's our that's our, our little side project. So if you like Once Upon a Time, Storybrooke Circus is how you would find it on your podcast listening devices that is my mickey bar the whole thing ears and all podcast listening devices is that a thing i don't know well that wraps up things for us here on the island of the misfit toys isla what should all our listeners do por favor de la ma- no i don't know how to say it in spanish just smash uh, the like so button <laughs> i was so i was so, so ready close. for it i thought you were gonna commit oh i have no 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 i don't know how to say that <laughs> I well you can the smash effort. that heart that star that plus like, sign whatever smash it, like whatever it is please. make sure yeah just <laughs> smash it uh subscribe join us every monday if you love what you heard consider dropping a five-star review for us over on itunes If you want to be involved in a future episode, you can call our voicemail, leave us something in the mailbox. We may just play it here on a future episode. That number is 407-900-5448. We have a Discord chat for all of you to be part of the Misfit Mayhem. You can head over there. That link is in the bio. And uh, please get involved in the conversation over there. A lot of fun things happening. And sometimes you all join us for hot takes. So head over to the Discord channel for all of that. For all social media, to leave an idea you have for a future episode of the podcast or to access some of our special behind-the-scenes content, you can head to MisfitsOnMain.com. Also, follow us on Instagram. Until next time, keep that magic alive. Look out for each other. 
We'll see you next time the Misfits come out and play. Bye. Bye. Views expressed in this podcast are those of the Misfits and are not associated with the Disney Company, Zad Crew Media, our affiliates, or sponsors. And that was Evan just professionally and politely telling you that we're just three Misfits being assholes. <laughs>